Welcome to We Got Balls, real, raw, masculine sex talk with Chris Inman and Scott Cohn. Chris and Scott both work with men who want to leave their unwanted sexual struggles in the past. They are willing to do whatever it takes to help men get curious about what drives their compulsive sexual behavior. With that said, here we go. Well, hey guys, welcome back to We Got Balls. And on today's episode, there's an old memory that comes to mind, Scott. It's uh, it's this song that I, I, I memorized when I was 13 years old. I was sitting in my bedroom and I heard this song, and it mesmerized me when it came on. And it starts like this. I like big butts, and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. When a girl walks around with an itty-bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get, woo! And that's how it goes on from there. Is it that, just, it was, is sir mix a lot. Is that where junk in the trunk comes from? I have no idea where it comes from, but it's it's all it was all on MTV at the time. And that particular rap just mesmerized me. And I, I memorized the whole thing because I liked big bucks. I, I've always liked big butts. And there's a, a meaning to that that we're going to get into later later on the episode. If you like big butts, there is an answer to the puzzle of why you do if you keep listening. And for me, Scott, I, I can tell you part of it has been uh, just a desire to be connected with the human experience. Um, I, I think there is something very intrinsically connected between big butts and humanity. Uh, nobody likes a skinny little girl. Uh, I, I used to look on uh, to like the modeling things and check that out, but I couldn't. I wasn't interested in the models anymore because those girls looked like they needed a biscuit. I wanted to feed them. They the needed a, a, <laughs> They're called popsicles. For, or... They're called popsicles. Yes, they, they 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 needed some some meat on their bones. It just it I felt so sad for them. And of course, I, I grew up in the waif era of models, so they were like really unhealthy, anorexic. It was not a good look. But for you, Scott, when you think about big butts and the aspect of that as one of our visual cues, what comes up for you? The aspect. <laughs> the aspect of um, it. We're know, making ass jokes all day today. Because she got a great ass. And you got your head all the way up it. Jesus. When I think of asses, woman's ass, something comes out of me. Well, I'm going to go back to our um, sensory cued sexual interests. Like in the visual category, uh, butts are in the top. So the ranking was breasts, butts, feet, penises in ascending order. So if you started, they're, they're the number three most popular search for body part on Pornhub's, um, you know, body. If you just look at body parts, those four body parts. Right. And, and overall searches, they were number nine and anal was number eight. So you've got a, a top two top 10 categories that deal with the, the lust for big butts. And this is by, you know, from from both straight men and gay identified men. So everybody's mm -hmm. looking at butts. We assume the gay identified men are looking at guys butts. The straight guys are looking at girls butts. I think that's a fair assumption. But yep. the butt is attractive. Why is the mm -hmm. butt attractive? Why do you think the butt's attractive? Oh, I don't know. I just like the curves, man. I, there's something about that hourglass figure, you know, when you look at a, a person and they have that, you know, curvy look to them. I, I don't, what is the magic ratio? 70%. I've, I've heard that is said that there's a ratio between 
your chest and your butt and what your hips reduce to in between. Uh, there's just something uh, something animalistic about it. It just it it draws me in when I see a woman who has curves. And so um, there's got to be something beneath that, I'd imagine, because there's there's something fundamentally human about the desire to be healthy and productive and to be able to carry on the human race. Has it got anything to do with that? It does. Okay. <laughs> it's, in fact, that hourglass figure has been the universal symbol of a female uh, in art, in uh, literature, in just kind of the you know, religious representations throughout human history and throughout all cultures. That is the universally preferred female shape is the hourglass figure. So I know the word it's fertility. That is a fertility symbol, right? Because wow. when my butt to hip ratio, my butt is bigger than my hips. It's a symbol that I can breed and I can pop a baby out of my vagina. Yep. So yep. but is my, my hips are bigger than my waist, you say, right? Yeah. My, yeah. so yeah. now do, are we trained to recognize that growing up? No, I think that's just no. an innate design feature of, you know, human sexuality is men are going to be attracted to that, that uh, figure on a female. So, and, and that's because we're going to be attracted to what actually helps us uh, reproduce and create the next generation. That makes sense, right? So you're saying we're hardwired to want to pass on our seed and create a lot of babies so that there will be future human beings. Is that something that's hardwired into us, Scott? Yeah. And then and, and and the arousal template around that is is maybe the big butt. Is that that really what I'm looking for is a legacy. I'm looking to be able to partner with someone who can safely and securely uh, carry and reproduce uh, the children that that I want to see and pass my my legacy onto. And there's something very um, biological and psychological about that. Yeah, I mean, we're drawn to breasts because breasts are a symbol of fertility in the sense they can nurture my my offspring. And mm -hmm. the hip to butt ratio, the the curvy butt, is symbolic of well, that's somebody that can birth my baby. Um, mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, this goes back to kind of how we are designed as creatures is um, the human head is the largest of any kind of uh, mammal that's born in terms of mm -hmm. size. So it does require that women's butt to hip ratio be much larger than it would be in any other kind of primate, for example, because we, yeah. we, we Wa have waist large to brain. hip ratio. You'll get there. Yeah. Waist, Whatever. waist to hip ratio. <laughs> but. We need that <laughs> to birth those big heads of our babies. And so yeah. that big butt is um, a visual cue that, oh, yeah, she can she can pop a baby out. Um, but then, you know, how does that kind of show up in kind of sexual practice? Um, you, you know, there's a lot of um, intrigue and interest around anal sex, around sexual positions that involve rear entry. So what mm -hmm. do you think that's about? Well, I mean, for me, I think that there's there's two aspects to it. Obviously, um, when I'm looking at somebody's backside, I'm not looking at their face. And so there is an anonymity. There is a sense in which I can experience pleasure and connection without having to go to that deeper level of physical, intimate connection eye to eye. 
But there's also, I think, um, there's a there's an aspect of touch. Is that in a butts? It's the largest muscle in our bodies by mass. And so when we are in a place where we're wanting to connect with someone, that's a big part of what we can connect with. And frankly, in my experience, especially when I was younger and dating, that was the first place that a girl would let me go that felt safe to both of us. You know, you can touch my butt. You can touch my butt. So I was like, well, yes, I will touch your butt all day long. And so that physical touch, that intimacy, and that uh, getting accustomed to that kind of experience really aroused me as, as a younger man and made me want to want to have more of that. Yeah. So what about girls liking guys, butts? Um, I don't know. You tell me, what do you think? I mean, that, that, that would be more of a maybe strength masculinity question, right? Well, Do you, do you think girls like guys, butts as much as think, guys? Yeah, like I've, heard, I've heard them talk about that. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's got a, it's got, it's got a tight butt. Yeah. Now, obviously that fades over time, but when you're young, you know, what is the word you use? Bubble butt. You got, you got a bubble butt, you know, and that's dudes can have bubble butts as well. Yeah. So I, I think, uh, I think women are attracted to muscular butts. So as you said, that's, that's a big muscle, but for a man that symbolizes his strength and it, you know, subconsciously, <laughs> I think it's communicating the idea that he can thrust really well. Right. Yeah. So Maybe he so, can, yeah. He's, he's good at having sex because he's got that push going mm-hmm. when he mm-hmm. enters you. So I think that's why it's attractive to women. They may not consciously have that processed for them, but I think that's what it symbolizes to them. He can be protective. He's a good breeder, so to speak. And, you know, I think for guys that are sexually aroused by and attracted to other guys, that it's a symbol of strength as well. So, um, you know, a lot of guys that feel like, they're looking for that sense of male connection are really looking for male comfort and protection as well. And so a guy that's really muscular in his butt can provide that sense of not only connection, but I can protect you. I'm, I'm strong. It's interesting. And then there's the anal sex aspect that we, you know, we talked about this in anal sex, the anal sex episode, but there's the novelty of that. There's the, forbiddenness and the taboo aspect. Oh, I'm doing something naughty. So it creates a heightened sexual arousal. And it also does feel good to a lot of people. So we've talked about both males and females have nerves that go specifically to those parts of the anus and the the rectum and the men prostate. And that feels good being stimulated. So there's that multidimensional aspect of this is a multi-sensory experience, whether it's you know, doing sex from the backside or whether it's anal sex. Um, and I think that's appealing to a lot of people just out of the pure pleasure, novelty, risky, taboo. Yeah. So what's the power dynamic in, in let's say, doggy style or anal sex? We talked about this a little bit in anal sex, but I think it's good to repeat. Um, you know, when when you're attracted to that, to, to, to a butt and and, you know, you're in a sexual position where, that butt is visible, which there's a number of them that are available. Um, what What is the feeling? What is the psychological cue that's going on uh, in the midst of that experience that really arouses somebody? Well, it's domination and submission, right? I would think so. Yeah. And, and I think it's also um, this, this sense of disconnected intimacy, which is, you know, I, I am there with a person. I am being... Uh, in a place of 
power and uh, and I can, for lack of a better word, sow my seed here and create another generation here. And yet it's just about, like you're saying, it's about the thrust. It's about the, the, the raw physical emotion, the raw physical sensation of what it's like to be in those kind of places. And so I think there, there's a real rawness to, to big asses. You know, there's, it, it, it's this aspect of, you know, you talk about spanking. We haven't even talked about spanking at all. There you are. You have uh, someone who just wants to spank that ass. And that's just, <laughs> you know, I say, I say that because that's, that's the energy that gets communicated is that there's something very visceral and very dominating. And it's, you know, uh, if if it is a, a since if it is a dynamic where there's power over, why would somebody really be turned on by that power over uh, someone sexually? Well, uh, you know, there's the, the there's the psychological fact of if I grew up in a family system or I've had experiences where I've been dominated by others, just kind of in my relational world, that I want to reverse that when I'm being sexual. So I feel like I'm in power. So it's that case of repetition reenactment where, you know, I want to be a victor in situations where I felt like I was a victim growing up and that doesn't have to be sexual. That could be relational, but you're going to use the sexual experience to try to, you know, intensely pleasurably reverse that painful relational dynamic. Um, the other thing I think about, which makes sense to me, I don't know if anybody's ever really studied that, but, um, rear entry or anal sex is very animalistic. Like most animals mate like that, except for dolphins and sharks. Yeah. All the ones we can see on, on like when you go to the zoo, uh, I remember going to the zoo with some teenagers one time and we're about the kangaroo exhibit and just a couple of kangaroos just having a good afternoon. Yeah. And that's, 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 they're, they're going at it doggy style. Yeah. And so that's um, it's called doggy style because that's how dogs make that's right? what the dogs do. If you consider that we all kind of grew up in agrarian societies for thousands of years, we're watching animals mate all the time. And that's how most animals mate is, mm -hmm. you know, rear entry, the males on top, the females on the bottom. So I don't know. There's something kind of raw. When you talk about rawness, that's, that's raw. That's animalistic. That's being out in nature and doing it. Let's do it like the, animals do I there's think. a whole song i know. do it like they do on the discovery channel yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. and that is appealing let's face yeah. it there's yeah i mean just listen to popular music i mean all, all, all this appeal i want to strip it off i want to screw in nature like the animals do yeah but and and i think th that's what we're getting at when we're talking about this attraction to big butts is you know we can't think our way through everything. There's a real embodied experience in these attractions. And a lot of times when we're looking at um, an attraction, something like Big Butts, it's just, it feels good. I mean, you have a feeling, you know, there's a softness, there's a warmness, there is a strength, there is a, um, there's a fleshiness to a Big Butt. And so whether it's cuddling or having sex. It's, it's very visual. We didn't talk about this. It's very, very visual. I can see very. the entry going on, right? Whereas if I'm doing a missionary, I'm looking. You can see it from a long way away. I mean, you, that, that hourglass figure you can notice from a long way away. And that's obviously accentuated by the clothing someone wears. And so it's, it's just like, hey, that's the first thing that's out there. 
Yeah, but I'm talking about the actual sex act. When I'm going oh, yeah. in through the rear entry, it's like I can see everything very clearly. Men are yeah. turned on visually, right? Yeah. And uh, whereas if I'm making love missionary style, I'm f more face to face. I have to kind of do something different in a position if I want to. I want to look at what's going on, and that's arousing. Yeah. So, um, so what in somebody's story, Scott, would would make this an arousal tip? I mean, it's top ten. It's top ten in in searches. So, what are people looking for? What are the story dynamics that may have occurred to create this attraction to somebody with uh, a, a love for big butts? You know, I would think um, one would be, did I have a really dominating kind of emasculating mom growing up? So that's going to create a, a kind of a domination power dynamic desire in me so that when I do engage sexually, I'm going to want to dominate another person. This is a great way to do that, right? So they're not looking at me. I don't have to connect with them intimately, but I can get get them off and get myself off while I'm feeling really powerful in the experience. Um, that would be one dynamic. I would think another one is if this is an experience that I've had in an abusive way, if somebody um, forced anal sex on me or, you know, forced me into a, a position of dominance or submission, I might want to repeat this in an attempt to reverse the harm that I experienced in my sexual um, experiences growing up. I don't know. What else, what, what else would you say? I mean, I would think for somebody who really loves family and you're looking to really create a big family, you're looking for someone who's going to be able to help you create that family. And so if you've got a woman who looks very fertile, you know, big boobs, big butt, and and you're in a, in a sense where that's not been a turnoff for you. Again, you, the, the body types that you grew up with may be different from that, but if if you were open to that in some way, I think just as a matter of attraction, I mean, there is a, I mean, uh, most of the art of the middle ages and many of the erotic photography of the early uh, 20th century are of women that have big butts. And there is a, a longing and a desire to see um, that figure because it does bring hope for the future. And so I think that there is a subconscious attraction to women with large butts, just because uh, that can mean in my life, if I want to connect with this person, then then there's going to be a future for me and my family and, and the generations to follow. So I think in 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 talking about these things, when we're really trying to to wrestle with it, is we're we're trying to put words to really deep deep meaning aspects. And uh, just to be frank, we've we've struggled with this topic. Just because it's something that, you know, um, it seems very clear and straightforward and this is what it is. And yet it keeps happening and keeps happening and keeps happening and keeps happening. It sounds like a lot, a lot like the guys that I talk to that are struggling with compulsive sexual behavior. I know what I like and I keep going back to it and I keep going back to it, but I don't know why. I don't know why I do this. And so when we're talking about this particular visual cue and, and um, arousal dynamic, the curiosity of it is almost the biggest aspect is when you, what are you feeling? What are you thinking when you're looking at a picture of someone with a big butt? I mean, that's, that's a really hard question to ask Scott, because, you know, how do I turn off the, the, the hormones and, and arousal in my brain that really wants me to just complete the act and cu get curious in the moment and say, what is it that can lead me down the road of, describing and disconnecting from the power source, this arousal template. Well, don't you think that 
the real issue of why it's so hard to look at this is the shame that you feel about being attracted to this body mm. part or having sex in this particular manner. So I think, well, no, that, that, tell me about the shame. What do you mean? Shame. This is, this is, this is humanity. This is what God has made. This is good. So why would I be ashamed at looking at something that is beautiful? I, I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. When I hang out with guys, I have a picture of a playboy model laying down in a hot spring with her, well, she's naked and all you can see is her butt and you can see her silhouette. And I, the title of that picture is beauty because it's the, it's nature. It's the hot spring. It's all the different colors. There's a river running down, down below where she is. And dudes see that picture and they immediately feel ashamed. And I'm going, I don't feel any shame at all. That's a beautiful picture. You could say, say the same thing about a naked guy at a hot springs too. Right. And, sure. and guys sure, who are sexually attracted yeah. guys would feel shame about that. And I, I'm with you. I'm like, well, that's objectively beautiful. Like that guy's got a great physique. He's got incredible muscles. Look at it. He's the, the ideal of what a masculine man is outside in a natural setting. Why is, why is that not beautiful? Why do you feel shame about being drawn to beauty? And I think there, there is the invitation to be curious about why do I feel shame about that? You know, wh what is it doing for me? So I, my invitation is always when somebody's struggling with what they are particularly aroused by, I always invite them to just be curious about, like, suspend your judgment and your moral shouldn'ts just for a second. I'm not telling you to go hog wild crazy on this, but I'm saying just be curious about what is it about this that I do find arousing? What's it doing for me to imagine being sexual or to feel sexual arousal by looking at that person's beauty? How does that help me? And, and I think when you give yourself the permission to kind of explore it, with that openness and that curiosity, you'll find out that underneath the sexual draw, there's a lot of really good longings and needs that are being met in that experience. And then the question is, when in my story did I begin to feel like look, looking at butts or looking at uh, sexual experiences from the backside becomes so arousing to me? Why did I feel like that's the way to get those particular needs met. And then you'll find something in your story that I think is arousing and attractive. And so um, that's our invitation is always, instead of trying to shame these behaviors or feeling bad about what you're aroused by, get curious and start to ask some questions about it. And um, when you ask, again, Jesus says, ask and you shall receive. Get curious. Why? Seek and you'll find. So explore this. Hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to dig into this and then knock. And this is really the opportunity of, for growth and maturity in our lives. God, I think calls us to both appreciate and, and welcome our desires, but also to learn that we can contain them to a place of honor. So that's the, the work ahead for all of us in um, becoming more mature in our sexuality. So the answer is not no, 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 try harder, stop doing it. It's about being curious and figuring out what is this calling me to in terms of growth. So what I'm hearing, Scott, is butts are beautiful. And, and they were made for a reason. 
and there's a lot of reasons. Opening up, I like big butts, and I can't deny it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's and and that is, um, and again, that may not be your cup of tea. You may not be your your thing to seek out, but there there is a curiosity and a goodness in asking these questions. Um, I, I I don't want anyone to feel like, and I hope you I hope you're experiencing in your body as you listen to our conversations what we feel which is we're not ashamed to talk about this. It's not because we want to be edgy or whatever. We just want to be out there and give uh, an experience for you of what we've experienced, which is there is a deep delight and deep beauty and deep desire and deep goodness beneath all of this messiness that we find ourselves in in the human race and this brokenness that we have. And so whether it's, you know, you saw a naked woman when you were a kid and you've always been turned on by it, or you had a family member who had a big butt that you thought was cute, or the first girlfriend that you went out with uh, had uh, a, a cute butt that you saw at the pool party, or you're really in love with the idea of a big family, or you want to find strength and masculinity in another man's backside, there's all kind of reasons why this may be true. And there's a goodness in you that wants that. And so I would invite you to just do what Scott said and be curious to, to, to ask and to seek and to open new doors into what might be there for you as you continue to search out what it is about your story and ultimately your sexuality that's drawing you into a deeper level of knowing yourself and what you're meant for. So, guys, thanks for joining us for this episode. And we invite you to check in next time with us on We Got Balls. And so do you. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Don't forget to subscribe for more episodes. You can connect with Chris at PornFreeMasculinity.com and with Scott at SuccessfulMen.com.